I'm Rev David. Thanks for joining me as I wander through life. This podcast was first broadcast as part of a service for Sunday the 31st of May 2020, the Feast of Pentecost. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles from chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost came, all the believers were gathered together in one place. Suddenly there was a noise from the sky which sounded like a strong wind blowing and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then they saw what looked like tongues of fire which spread out and touched each person there. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to talk in other languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. There were Jews living in Jerusalem, religious people who had come from every country in the world. When they heard this noise, a large crowd gathered. They were all excited because all of them heard the believers talking in their own languages. In amazement and wonder they exclaimed, These people who are talking like this are Galileans. How is it then that all of us hear them speaking in our own native languages? We're from Parthia, Media and Elam, from Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, from Pontus and Asia, from Phrygia and Pamphylia, from Egypt and the regions of Libya near Cyrene. Some of us are from Rome, both Jews and Gentiles, converted to Judaism, and some of us are from Crete and Arabia. Yet all of us hear them speaking in our own languages about the great things that God has done. Amazed and confused, they kept asking each other, what does this mean? But others made fun of the believers, saying, these people are drunk. Then Peter stood up with the other eleven apostles and in a loud voice began to speak to the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, listen to me and let me tell you what this means. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. Listen to these words, fellow Israelites. Jesus of Nazareth was a man whose divine authority was clearly proven to you by all the miracles and wonders which God performed through him. You yourselves know this, for it happened here among you. In accordance with his own plan, God had already decided that Jesus would be handed over to you, and you killed him by letting sinful men crucify him. But God raised him from death, setting him free from its power, because it was impossible that death should hold him prisoner. Pentecost is a very important feast in the Christian calendar, easily as important as Christmas or Easter. And yet there are no presents or cards, no parties, no big meals or family gatherings. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because the Holy Spirit doesn't really make a big splash. Maybe it's because the Holy Spirit just gets on with the job. Anyway, this week as I've contemplated the task of preparing some words to share, I felt very inadequate to the task. A constant question has been, what can I say? And I can tell you, 
Running out of words is quite hard for a professional talker to deal with. What I've ended up with is five questions or observations, things that have occurred to me as I've read and reread the passage. The first is the chaos and confusion of the whole thing. The disciples crowded together in the room, a large crowd then gathers outside, the babble of all the different languages. Everyone's asking the question, what's going on? And no one seems to know the answer. You know, things are never neat and tidy with God. Read all through the Bible and you'll see that they never have been. Yet don't we spend a lot of time and energy trying to get God all sorted and straightened out and fitting in a box? Second, a question. Why does Luke, who wrote this, make such a long list of all the different places that people were from? He seems to have made a big effort to leave no one out. Pretty much all commentators agree that this is to signify that the good news is for everyone. That's something that's very important to me. God is saying, I speak your language. You don't have to learn how to speak mine. There's something very important here, isn't there? All are welcome. Not on our terms, but on theirs. My third observation is about power. We talk, don't we, about the power of the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of power. Peter, in his speech to the crowd, tells them that God sets Jesus free from the power of death. How to define the power of the Holy Spirit? I have a sense of something really solid that prevails, that overcomes, that succeeds. But most of all, I sense that the power of the Holy Spirit is that it enables. Fourthly, when you think of the Holy Spirit, then what picture do you have in your mind? A flame, a tongue of fire, a dove, the wind, and of course, traditionally, the Holy Spirit has been thought of as being female. How does that affect the picture that you have? The Hebrew word for spirit is ruach, which also means wind or breath. So is the Holy Spirit the breath of God, a sacred presence blowing through our lives? And finally, the word confidence. At the beginning of the story, the disciples are cowering in a locked room, and by the end, Peter is commanding the attention of this large, unruly crowd. Some people are confident in a loud and brash kind of way, and others are confident in a quiet and assured kind of way. How do I speak of God? I can't speak with authority and a load of facts and figures about God. God is way beyond all that kind of thing way beyond anything I can understand. But I can tell the story of the people of God. I know that from the Bible. And I can tell my story as one of those people, recounting my experience and sharing my testimony. The Holy Spirit enables that to happen. So those are my ramblings. 
What are your questions? What are your observations? What do you think about the Holy Spirit? Next week is Trinity Sunday. Now that's a Sunday that I usually try to take off. But with this lockdown there's no escape. Expect more questions than answers as I try to get to grips with that particular mystery. That's it for now. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.